up, beautiful humans? My name is Morgan, and I'm your podcast host. I'm a talk therapist by training and a practicing spiritual entrepreneur. I specialize in Reiki, tarot, and past life regression. In this podcast, I integrate both clinical and spiritual perspectives to best support you on your healing journey. Welcome to The Clinical Spiritualist. Hey there, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's start with your name, pronouns, and a little bit about you and your business. Sure, so I'm Amy on Instagram. My tag is, my name is Amy, and my pronouns are she, her, and I'm a coach. Um, So my coaching approach basically focuses on making spirituality inclusive and also decolonized so it focuses on marginalized communities and their needs and supporting them absolutely that work is much needed Mm -hmm. how long have you had your business so I've been doing this work since about 2020 now and I Mm. think over time I've just gotten clearer on what my mission is and the vision that I have so it's been a process of refining but I also do some freelance work, which is, so I basically work for another small company called The Historian. And what that work is all about doing, it's um, making curriculums more inclusive. So I wanted to bring that work and try and like find a way to bring the coaching and the spiritual wellness work together. And I feel like I'm really beginning to manifest that now into reality. That's awesome. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about kind of any sort of like spiritual profile, your big three, um, anything that you want to share about like who you are and what your spiritual types are. That feels good. Ooh, my spiritual brand. Mm -hmm. I love that. I always talk about like, that's my brand of spirituality. That's not my brand of spirituality. Mm -hmm. It's so important to discern that. So I'd say my top one is an astrologer called Jessica Lanyardo. I don't know if you know uh, her work. Oh my God, she's amazing. Like the queering of astrology and Mm -hmm. her politics and her activism work is just speaks to my soul. Um, Another one is decolonizing therapy. I'm probably sure you've come across that account as well. But I think um, the work that they do is incredible. And I think... I don't know if I'm going to say her name right, but it's Dr. Rosales Maria, I think. Mm-hmm. And she does a lot of um, work around the decolonial shadow, um, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love um, as well. Thank you for sharing that. I'll have to um, listen to this back and find their Instagrams. Yeah, I, I'll share the links with you because I'm pretty sure the last woman I've got her name completely okay. wrong. Okay, <laughs> awesome. And I, I can I can link them in our show notes as well, so we can get that credit. Um, okay, so today we are talking about masculine and feminine energies, and I don't really want to approach this podcast in a way that is I know all. I have the answers or we have the answers. Um, But really, I wanted to share this space with Amy because I've just been having some 
some weird feelings about the the feminine and masculine energies. And before we begin talking, um, we both can talk about what our understanding of it is. Um, and then I have some questions for Amy, and we're just going to talk about what we think, what our opinions are, um, and why possibly this language could be traumatic um, or difficult in client work or using this language and how we can be more trauma-informed. Um, yeah, so I can start with my understanding, Amy, and then you can kind of share with me what yours is. Um mm-hmm. So I've really never heard of feminine and masculine energy until I started my spiritual journey. So Amy and I were just talking, I grew up Christian. And so that's a whole different type of language and rhetoric than, than spirituality. Um, but I started noticing a lot and I'm like, what is feminine and masculine energy? And so my brief understanding is that masculine energy is more goal oriented, action oriented, um, kind of get the job done type of energy. And then feminine energy is more nurturing, caretaking, loving, intuitive. And um, yeah, I won't get, I, I could keep talking. Um, so that's my general understanding of what it is and that we both from, from what I've heard of other, other practitioners, we need both in our bodies and we need a balance of both, et cetera. Um, but I have some feelings about it. So Amy, what is your understanding of what feminine masculine energy is? So I think it's pretty much the same as yours, that the masculine energy is, you know, traditionally very much kind of go-getter ambitious like in the world um and moves towards whereas the feminine energy is more about yielding and being soft and going with the flow and surrendering Mm -hmm. that that's so I think we have really shared understandings of these concepts yeah okay thank you for sharing um so let's talk a little bit about the the pros or maybe the how this language could be helpful or has been helpful in your world and your client's world. Um, anything to say there? Yeah, so I, I discovered these concepts when I first started getting in touch with my menstrual cycle and I actually found them really helpful um, at the time. And basically, I'm not sure if you know too much about menstrual cycle awareness, but it's the belief that in well I still I embody this as well very much so it's in the first phase of the cycle so um from just after you've bled till up until ovulation you're in the masculine energies so you're out in the world you do it um you've got the energy to achieve you're more sociable but then in the second half of the cycle after you've ovulated whilst you're PMSing and up until your period you go more into the feminine so you know your body starts to wind down and it gets softer basically um your energy levels get lower you get more introverted rather than extroverted so that's how I first kind of like came across these concepts and like whilst they were helpful at the time there's definitely some shortcomings with them um as you know we have kind of discussed over dms on instagram yeah 
<laughs> yeah. So let's, that's a, that's a great segue. I don't really have any positives to add to it because I'm, I'm new to the phrases and I, and I, I understand from a logical standpoint that, you know, in, in our business and in our lives, we need a balance of, to me, personality characteristics. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more the label that of feminine and masculine, what that could be rooted in. Also to, to kind of back up, I was doing some research. I, I couldn't find where, who kind of coined the term feminine and masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this relation to like psychology terms of like, everyone has a feminine side, everyone has a masculine, side, but I don't know spiritually who came up with that. Do you know any history on it? Well, I'm not 100% sure, mm-hmm. but I believe it's rooted in tantric traditions now tantric traditions are so flipping complex like I a slide on Instagram will not ever be able to get to the core of what happens in you know tantric beliefs Mm -hmm. and I think what has happened with these like masculine and feminine concepts whilst they're very helpful because a lot of people who haven't been initiated into a certain lineage are starting to like understand these concepts and share them it's getting watered down so the actual meaning of like the true meaning of of what it's saying is yeah becoming kind of like diminished and and it's not true to its core Mm. yeah yeah that makes sense thank you for sharing that um so let's talk about like from our point of views and maybe our clients or I don't know just our opinions on what could be potentially harmful about the labels of feminine and masculine? Uh Um, So I'd say that it's harmful for, you know, a queer person, um, for a start, you know, someone who identifies as non-binary to be put into these categories. And I think on Instagram with the divine feminine kind of um, rhetoric that's out there, it can get like easily misconstrued with gender roles as well Mm. so yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it really it really can so it easily becomes like you're in your feminine energy when you're nurturing the children and cleaning up the house and it's just like I actually don't think that that's what it's about (laughs) at Mm -hmm. all um I've I've really loved to hear um what kind of your take is on it in relation to um queer identities actually and how these could be harmful to queer identities yeah I think a huge thing that you've already pointed out is the gender roles and that Mm. it's it's odd that when practitioners talk about you know you have to be in your divine feminine it easily relates to how women or people who were conditioned as women are conditioned to be so nurturing and caretaking and um, loving and, you know, all of these like flowy types of things. And I think that it's really unfair to the people whose gender is on a spectrum or don't fit into, and even if your gender isn't on a spectrum, you know, I'm a, a, a cisgender person. It, it invokes something within me when I hear these like divine feminine, divine masculine, because to me, if someone's not 
don't know if educated is the right word, but understanding that maybe people are talking about energies and not gender roles that people mm-hmm. could really get these enmeshed and then it would perpetuate the patriarchy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. women have a spot in the kitchen. Um, and it also, you know, I know a lot of, I'm thinking of cisgender women who aren't inherently soft and feely and intuitive. Mm. They're more go-getters. And um, Mm. it's so it's not really the traits I have trouble with. It's the labels that come from harmful places that have been used to harm the LGBTQ plus community um, Mm. for years. And so it's like, I don't think people are coming from a bad place, but that doesn't mean that it's not potentially harmful. Exactly. And I, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with using like masculine and feminine energies, but it's like people need to be aware of the, the nuances and like how these labels might actually affect like somebody else or not even affect it's about exclusion how they might exclude exclude a certain community of people um yeah 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 I I noticed a lot of practitioners and it's people who have a really big platform so I think that they've gotten some heat for it um I've been in like master classes and stuff where they're like you know, use your divine masculine and feminine, but I'm not talking about gender, but I'm not talking about gender. And it's like, that disclaimer is really helpful. And I think is a trauma informed approach. And Mm -hmm. for some reason that doesn't feel like it's enough. Um, Mm -hmm. I hear you on that. I really hear you on that. It's like, well, I'm not going to talk about gender, but are you actually going to go into it? like why are you not talking about why is it not in reference to gender please can we have some more information around that (laughs) that is it isn't it yeah it's it's a lot of people have like these little tidbits of knowledge and they don't have the it's the depth we need more kind of depth of knowledge and in that way we can make these um theories ideas concepts like applicable to to everybody Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just imagining myself as a genderqueer person or a non-binary person who's stepping into a spiritual space. And you, I would imagine it's very triggering to hear feminine and masculine and really, you know, non, some non-binary people reject that as a whole. Um, mm. And so, yeah, it's like I don't really have the answers for how we approach this. And, and kind of change this, but I think that you made a great point about, um, you know, having more depth to the conversation that yeah. if you're just posting a graphic with like feminine and masculine, that's, I don't know, there's, there's not enough context and someone could read that and yeah. yeah I completely agree. There's not, not enough context at all. While you were speaking on that, I um had a thought that came to mind it's like how instead of like calling it masculine and feminine I wonder what alternative Mm. vocabulary could be used um I mean I don't have any ideas off the cuff but I wonder if you do (laughs) yeah I I definitely agree with that of just the again it's like it's not the the meaning behind it I, I I do think that um 
people, you know, sometimes we need to be driven and Mm. goal oriented and, you know, sometimes flow and relax, um, but not putting it in these two dichotomy boxes. Mm. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're either this or you're this and you need Mm -hmm. more of this. And it's really, it's, it's people are, people are different. And I think the, the masculine and feminine, it enforces that if we're thinking about gender as a dichotomy, which it's not, it's fluid, but well, let's just say this, all genders are more, way more similar, like 90 something percent than different. Like we are all way more similar than we're different. Um, yeah. So it's like, maybe we don't even have to say feminine and masculine. Maybe we can just say, oh, it sounds like you need more goal direction in your business. You need Mm -hmm. to use your voice more. Um, I actually, this is, this is reminding me of a memory where I have something like it was a sex, a, a sex podcast. And I signed up for like a free, um, one-on-one consult with some sort of person who works in regard to romance and sex. I don't, I can't think of like a sex coach or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Um, and she, was talking about my sex life with my partner who is a woman. And mm-hmm. I just remember feeling uncomfortable because she kept saying like, well, within like your, she was also kind of like a spiritual, I think it was like Tantra a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's that in our relationship, one person needs to be masculine and one person needs to be feminine. And I'm just like, well, it, it, it kind of reminded me of a conversation of someone approaching me and my girlfriend, which has never happened, but I know people do it. Who's the man in your relationship? Like who is that masculine person? Um, and it just made me feel weird because it's like, you know, she was, I guess, supportive that I was having sex with a woman. Um, but it, it, that language just threw me off and made me uncomfortable yeah yeah it's like still trying to fit it into two binaries isn't it I think that's what you're you're saying isn't it it's like why does it have to be in these binaries why do we can exist outside of this like it's like black and white thinking either on it's like no it doesn't have to be you know we're all a combination of different things and different traits at different points in our lives um and I think perhaps you know, it's important to have a conversation around like fluidity mm-hmm. um, in these spaces as well, rather than like either or, like it feels very, very rigid and yeah. not at all good. It's jarring, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're adding some really great points. You shared something on Instagram that made me like that. That's what sparked this conversation with you. And I do you remember what that graphic said but I remember being like oh that's exactly how I'm feeling it's okay if not. no I can't remember off the top of my head I'll have to like flick through my stories later and find it okay. yeah <laughs> it was basically what we're talking about now yeah um do you have any thoughts and maybe we've already covered it on how practitioners specifically spiritual practitioners like we both mm-hmm. are can be yeah. more trauma-informed in this way um 
I think it's definitely, you know, checking in with people's pronouns um, and, you know, honouring and respecting the pronouns that they use. Um, and, yeah, like, not not making assumptions. I know a lot of people in this world are like, oh, we're so open-minded. And it's like, sometimes you need to open your mind from, like, this kind of, like, I'm so open-minded because that can trap you as well. Like, just be, just go in with me and a client with no expectations no prejudices because you're there to support and hold them at the end of the day it has nothing to do with your own internal biases Mm -hmm. so I think it is just kind of me ensuring that you're an open vessel and um you know you've just got that foundational level of respect for another Mm -hmm. person's identity (laughs) yeah you made a very solid point and I've been guilty of this of you feel like your you know spirituality is kind of like the F well, in my experience, like the F you to like religion and like harmful structures, or that's Mm. the intent. Um, and yeah, I think as practitioners, we can get caught up in the, we're so open. We're so woke. We're so yada, yada. And that's just not true for anyone. Like there's always more to learn. There's always more cultures to know about, um, Mm -hmm. and ways you can just be a better human. Um, for your clients. So just, yeah, staying open to learning always, um, myself included. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's less about there's anything we need to do with this and more of like, we all just need to think about it. And yeah, yeah. Like allow for the, the complexity and the nuance and the gray space. I think, I think that's what, the wellness and spiritual world needs more of like okay we're okay with the the unknown and the the ever-changing that I think that's it (laughs) yeah I feel good about everything that we've talked about this is exactly like I just was needing to chat with someone about how I was feeling um I was this gaslighting feeling of like am I just Am I just like not spiritual enough is kind of the story mm-hmm. I was telling myself. Um, is there anything you want to add? Just what, what you said then. There is a podcast, and I don't know if you've found her yet. It's called Love and Light Confessionals by Katya Vice. Oh my God, you will love, love, love her. She kind of goes into like new age spirituality and unpicks all of like the homophobia, transphobia, racism. It's amazing. Um, and she has a podcast episode on um not feeling spiritual enough. And mm. I feel like you should listen to that. I'm going yeah. to. Thank you for that, Rick. <laughs> of course, my love. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you being on here and sharing space and um, giving us your candid thoughts. How can, I forgot to add this question. I always do it with interviews, but how can clients work with you or follow you? Mm -hmm. So I mentioned at the start, you can go onto my Instagram at my name is Amy and I offer coaching journeys and I'm actually in the middle of preparing a course, which I'm very excited about so yeah and I also read tarot too so um yeah yeah I actually I pulled Mm -hmm. a card I pulled a card I totally forgot I pulled a card for our podcast do you mind if I share it share away my love okay (laughs) it is uh the four of coins interesting okay I'm I'm not sure what it means um Mm -hmm. 
when I, if I guess I, if I had to force kind of something, it feels mm-hmm. like just reflecting the conversation of that. We're like holding on to like rigid views mm-hmm. and old ways of being. And I think this conversation is bringing to light that we can be actually flexible and things are on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Cause the four of pentacles is all about kind of like holding too tightly onto things that no longer serve and maybe like um to the wellness world like there's outdated paradigms and beliefs and systems operating it's time to just say bye bitch you know <laughs> let go of them <laughs> yes absolutely bye bitch <laughs> okay i'm going to end the recording thank you for being here thank you <laughs>